0: Update at Noon, midday to 1pm. Wayne, good to speak to you. Welcome to Update at Noon. Yeah,
1: nice to be with you. Uh, good news for civil society. Uh,
0: I suppose so, and of course uh, this is one that had many South Africans quite worried. So the court ruling in your favour, uh, you did expect that outcome, didn't you?
1: Oh yes, we did. <laughs> uh, no, we um you know, we've been challenging this r issue for a long time. We've had to look at exactly what's happening. The two main elements, the, the one the, uh, is, is administratively, this is unworkable. It is a it is a, is a nightmare. It's not going to work uh, just like ETOLs was. Uh, but besides the unworkability and the administrative bungling, there's a big constitutional issue around uh, the R2 Act. It is the national government usurping the powers, essentially, of, of local government. And uh, so we thought, well, before we go and challenge the unwork, which we've tried to bring to the attention of RTIA, the Road Traffic Infringement Agency and the Department of Transport. Um, we need to challenge the uh, the constitutional, uh, unconstitutionality of this uh, Act. And that we did in October. There were two days set down for the court case. It was all over, done and dusted before lunch on the first day. Uh, very strong arguments from our side, which they really couldn't uh, answer to the issues that we were raising in court expecting this judgment and we got that today. So very good news. It sends them back to the drawing board now, essentially. Uh,
0: Wayne, just with regard to uh, the issues that Judge Anli Basson mentioned in her judgment uh, with regard to uh, precisely what makes this unconstitutional and invalid?
1: Well, uh, you know, you've got national government and you've got local government and uh, the two are very separate. They've got to abide by the Constitution and in the Constitution Uh, the laws are very clear that there should not be an overruling or overarching influence of one on the other, especially national onto local. And municipalities and metros around the country, they issue their traffic fines, uh, and they expect payment for that, and they manage them. Some manage them well, some don't. Uh, RTA comes along and national government says, no, we'll do this at a national level. We'll take our cut. We'll change the laws um, so that people have to uh, work quickly on this process. And if they don't, uh, pay within thirty days or raise an objection they 're going to then they can 't get hold of, uh, they can 't uh, benefit from the discounts and and so starts a process and If you want to appeal it there 's a very cumbersome appeal process which doesn 't work if you 're not online by the way it 's very difficult if you want to do it manually and many people are not online in this country um, and so the problem started to arise and I think the court saw this argument correctly and uh, and has ruled in our favor now we must be very careful not to. Uh, try and get the message across that we don 't want uh, we want lawlessness, not at all. We want laws that work, laws that are practical uh, because if the government introduces laws that don 't work and that create more problems and more cost to society, then government starts to suffer a crisis of legitimacy that 's exactly what happened on ETOLs. We told them they 're going to run into that problem, and they did, and now they have to scrap it, and they were going to have to scrap r two because. Uh, you know, following a long, lengthy uh, uh, attempt to engage with them. They refused to listen. They refused to engage. So, unfortunately, we had to resort to the courts, and the courts have ruled in our favor.
0: So, going forward, uh, because we know mm. that we were already talking about implementation, what does mm. this mean for the matter?
1: They can't implement. They're going to have to go back to the drawing board. Uh, they're going to have to address the constitutional matters. And already we saw the Western Cape was uh, indicating they were not going to participate in R2. So you can't have some provinces and others don't. Uh, so, again, there was a classic example of the unconstitutionality. Uh, so they're going to have to try and do, find a workaround. Um, you know, we, we don't necessarily uh, want to discredit the whole uh, demerit point system, which was going to come out of this. Uh, uh, but it can't work, and it was never going to work in the current format. So... Hopefully this time they will engage with civil society so they can have meaningful input uh, and they don't have to waste their time and the courts' time again uh, if we challenge them again. So maybe they will, they will stop doing government properly because the way they, this government department, specifically the Department of Transport, is operating is just, uh, it's just bad.
0: And you started out and you said uh, this was you know a great outcome for South Africans, so just remind us again, uh, Wayne, in terms of this challenge and you taking it to court, um why did you take this up?
1: Well uh, because um you know as I said earlier we 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 need to have a government that is is that is able to run. Its laws and manage its laws and administer its laws. When you don't administer laws properly, people find themselves uh, in this crisis. They don't know how to abide by the laws. Um, And so we wanted. To engage with uh, uh, R2, the government uh, department, uh, the road traffic infringement agency, we had workshops, by the way, which we invited them to. They said they would come, and then they didn't come. We had all stakeholders there, the road traffic and uh, the, the road freight associations, the a number of bodies to raise their concerns around this, and they decided to act like ostriches, dig their heads in the sand and and pretend that, well, you know, if we don't know about the problems, well, then they won't exist, and this is a problem that the state has. It makes laws and thinks that people just come running and falling line, but when they're administratively unworkable, it's a problem for you and I, the citizen. So that is why we wanted to challenge this, or so first of all, try and fix it through through negotiations with them and engagements, but they're not an engaging department. So they, they do not believe that society can offer any advice to them. Uh, so this is the consequences that they suffer, they're very costly. A lot of, lot of work is now being undone. Um, as they were to try and get this thing into place uh, because they don't want to listen to society. So that's why we tackled it, and we're glad that the courts see it in, 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 our, in our favor.
0: And, of course, that is an issue, Wayne, in terms of the cost factor. Any mm. idea of how much it's cost the South African taxpayer thus far?
1: Well, just the time. Uh, this, and by the way, this goes back 12 years or so to 2008 when they started with this uh, Act. They're supposed to implement it 10 years ago, but it has gone through an, an, it, a number of iterations and, and, uh, and amendments to the Act. And every time they amend it, it gets more complicated and more messy. Uh, and again, they still ignore civil society's input. Uh, and so, uh, you know, I don't know how much money they've spent just compiling the acts, but this court case, we've got a cost order in our favor. So, you know, the government's going to have to pay our court costs as well. Uh, and that runs into millions sometimes, um, uh, uh, maybe not on this specific case. But they have spent uh, several millions uh, of rands, uh, if not tens of millions of rands, on the R2 process to date, they've They set up the systems in RTIA. They started to employ people to try and manage it. Uh, It is just a waste of time, and it's a debacle. Uh, Our government needs to start uh, engaging more meaningfully with society if it's going to stop this nonsense.
0: And, of course, you don't speak for the department. Uh, Sure, they will respond, uh, react to this as well. Uh, But uh, do you think that they will be taking this on appeal?
1: Well, um, we have lodged now the ruling with the Constitutional Court, and so it's now it becomes a constitutional matter. If they want to appeal it, I think they're going to have to go via the Constitutional Court. Uh, and Look, you know, knowing government, they just like immediate is to appeal. They don't really apply their minds too often. But as I said, uh, uh, the court case was set down for two days. It was over by lunchtime on the first day a very strong ruling against them, so if they want to appeal it, they might uh, find that they're on the losing end again. I think they need to engage with us, they need to engage with the AA and other civil society and say, so what is your problem with artists? so we can sit down and give it to them once and for all, because they don't want to listen, and then maybe they will fix it, but it's going to have to go and mean amendments to the Act, the law, and all the processes, and if we can find uh, a common ground, then let's move forward and, 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 and let's deal with real road safety issues, not administrative issues that just make the RTI rich, and it does do nothing for road
0: safety to set. We'll leave it there for today. Thanks so much, uh, Wayne Duvenage, who's uh, the Chief Executive Officer at AUTA, that's the organisation Undoing Tax Abuse. Update at noon, midday to 1pm.